live from South Florida. The Brian Mudd Show starts right now. Now, now. News Radio 610 WIOD. All troopers in specially trained National Guard will be equipped with riot gear in case of potential caravan violence, like what we have all seen occur uh, in Mexico uh, as uh, the caravans were making their way toward the United States. That is Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who uh, kind of reached into his Ron DeSantis bucket yesterday on top of talking about actions that the state of Texas continues to undertake to try to combat the open border policy of the Biden administration that has caused just enormous havoc, especially in border towns, but all across his state. And continue to hear about the border towns in Texas just being completely overwhelmed. But anyway, uh, reaching into that DeSantis bucket, made mention yesterday that, yeah, he's going to send some migrants to D.C. because evidently Biden knows better how to deal with them. Don't know that'll be happening, but we do know that the Title 42 policy we talked about a little bit over the past week is getting ready to go away. This, of course, the Trump administration policy related to COVID uh, that brought health considerations into the allowance of those that are seeking asylum in this country. Um, Joining us to talk about this, somebody who's been passionate about immigration-related issues for quite some time, former. Hey, Brian, good morning. It's good to be with you. Yeah, it's uh, good to talk with you again. And about this Title 42, what's your read on it? Well, here we go again. The Biden administration is sending the uh, entire world, and very specifically the criminal organizations that uh, make millions of dollars uh, trafficking human beings uh, through Central America and Mexico uh, to the United States, uh, they're getting a message that uh, you know, doors are open again, or at least uh, that it'll be easier uh, to come into the United States again, and we can fully expect uh, these criminal organizations uh, to take full advantage of the situation and to um, uh, start pouring uh, thousands of uh, unauthorized immigrants into our country. I think one of the greatest illustrations of what you're talking about, about the absurdity of, of what's happening and has been happening at our southern border is implicit in the Ukrainian refugee situation. So we know that millions of Ukrainian refugees exist. And the United States has pledged 100,000 that we'll, we will bring in, though that effort seems to be very slow in getting off the ground. Meanwhile, we are hearing that one of the biggest surges of late at our southern border, Ukrainian migrants. And if that just doesn't speak to how broken things have been and also how word has gotten out around the world that, hey, if you really want to get in the U.S., that's where you go. But, Carlos, one of my questions for you, and I figured that you probably know have a read on this better than most. How many people can get to, say, from Mexico City, if they're flying in there, across our southern border without having to grease palms of these cartels in Mexico? Uh, oh, no, you can't do it. I mean, you can't uh, make it through the Mexican desert. You, you can't know the routes uh, without uh, these criminals. And uh, that, that's what people don't understand. I mean, I, I understand, you know, people are resentful of those who are who are coming across the border illegally. I mean, that, and, and it may, that makes sense. But those people are victims. I mean, the, 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 the real culprits here, and, and these are not just uh, 
you know, your common uh, white-collar criminals. I mean, th these people are rapists. They, uh, they take advantage of children. Uh, they uh, pretty much take people's entire uh, life savings and can't really guarantee them anything. I mean, this is these uh, coyotes, as, as they're called, and I hate the term because it's almost a little endearing, uh, but these coyotes, they are uh, the worst of the worst. And uh, the Biden administration has handed them a gift from day one by communicating that the southwest border is the fastest and easiest way to come uh, into the United States, whether you have permission to do so or not. And this is so um, just uh, incompetent, what they're doing, that Arizona's two senators, Kirsten Sinema and Mark Kelly Sinema, of course, has a reputation for being a centrist and working closely with Republicans, uh, but Mark Kelly, you know, not really. I mean, he, he's a you know, true liberal Democrat. They pleaded with the Biden administration not to do this because they know they knew it was going to be horrible for their state. And because politically, they know that the Biden administration's policies are hurting them uh, in Arizona. And Mark Kelly has a race this year. So, um, you know, Republicans and Democrats are united against uh, the Biden administration's liberal policies on immigration. Uh, Biden administration is catering to the extreme left of the Democratic Party, people who effectively believe in open borders. And um, you know, it's, it's just not going to be good for our country. You bring up an interesting point on the politics of all this. I think any benefit of the doubt that it's anything other than a political strategy has has been abused at this point. So I, I do think, unfortunately, the cynical approach of what this is really about is the appropriate perspective. So how much of this Biden policy do you believe is simply about appeasing the most radical base of voters there is on the left versus how much of this is a larger administration strategy where they believe that these are future Democrat voters they're allowing across the, the border? Brian, my frustration with uh, Joe Biden and, and his administration is that, you know, he pledged uh, to unite the country. He pledged to hear politics. He was going to be different. Uh, he was a deal maker in Congress for many years, more of a pragmatic politician. And yet in almost everything he has done, he has catered to the far left of the Democratic Party. Uh, this man who uh, said he was going to be the president for all Americans, that was one of his campaign lines, became the uh, face of the most liberal uh, Democratic agenda Democrats attempted to advance in Congress in a generation. Uh, look at this hypocrisy on COVID, right? He's lifting uh, uh, this policy, which is a COVID-specific policy, yet... I took a flight yesterday, and I still had to wear a mask uh, on a plane. So on planes, uh, COVID is still a serious threat, but at the border, right. uh, it's no longer uh, anything of concern. Yeah, and then they wonder why they're losing Hispanics, because a lot of Hispanics, if not most Hispanics, don't support these policies. These are policies that are supported by rich, liberal white people, uh, college professors, uh, that is who the Democratic Party represents, not, you know, minorities and people who 
are aspiring to uh, grow in this country and do better and make more money and pay more taxes. Uh, that's why they are losing these constituencies. Uh, not because they didn't get their message out or whatever it is, because people don't identify with them. Uh, because most people in this country still support the rule of law and coherent immigration policy. And yes, we should be compassionate, but, but people should also follow the rules and the immigration system should be orderly and legal. Do we need to update it? Do we need to change it? Do we need to modernize it? For sure. But that doesn't mean that we just ignore uh, our immigration laws. And, you know, that's, that's the message that this administration has sent uh, from day one. And that's why we've had chaos at the border uh, since they came into power. You make a really good point. Uh, you made several there, actually. But you make a really good point as well about who's driving this. And it's congruent with some analysis I did just last weekend. And I was taking a look at... The it, specifically in Florida, a little bit nationally, but mostly Florida, the breaking down the approval ratings of President Biden and really trying to figure out, OK, who is it at this point that still takes a look at Joe Biden and goes, yeah, I not only am, am not ambivalent about this guy, I think he's doing a great job. I mean, they, it, to me, it's it's fascinating that that person, those people. So when you take a look as a body of people across our state, the largest block of people that still approve of Joe Biden as president, black voters. But secondarily, and overwhelmingly, white, above-average-income people, to your point, and Hispanics and Latino in Florida, below-average approval rating in our state, 39% most recently. And, uh, you know, I I do think that there is a a real eye-opening moment here. And I do also think that if Republicans get their butts in gear, there's a generational opportunity that's in, in front of everybody right now that really started... It's like around 2020 or so. So anyway, always good talking with you. Appreciate the perspective. Good to talk to you, my friend. Look forward to doing it again soon. Thank you. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, Former South Florida Congressman Carlos Curbelo. Incidentally, I still wonder when he's going to get back into uh, the political realm. Two Carloses right here in South Florida then waiting to do that. We're actually talking to both of them today. Curbelo there, and we'll be talking to our former Lieutenant Governor Lopez Cantera coming up here in uh, under a half hour. You're listening to the Brian Mudd Show, News Radio 610 WIOD.